Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 72, The Best Guitar Solos. Fun with Yancey. Okay, Yancey, since you like music so much and, you know, you love guitar solos and all that kind of thing, I thought I would throw some guitar solo trivia at you. So are you ready, my friend? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. And uh, we're going to go to, we'll go to 2015. I'm going to keep it right in your wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah. So in 2015, Rolling Stone magazine comprised their list of the most influential guitar players of all time. Yancey, who's the guitarist that topped their list? I believe it was Prince. It was not. It was Jimi Hendrix, believe it or not. Jimi Hendrix. Oh. Okay. 1982. Fair. Going back in time. 1982. Michael Jackson released, obviously, one of the most iconic albums of all time with Thriller, right? And one mm-hmm. of the many songs on there was Beat It. Yancey, can you name the guitar player that provided the solo for Michael Jackson's Beat It? Mm. Was it Tommy? Who the hell's Tommy? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it was Eddie Van. <laughs> it was Eddie Van Halen. It was, was it really Van it Halen? Was Eddie Van Halen. Yes. I really should know that, huh? Speaking of Eddie Van Halen, Yancey, he wasn't always a guitar player. You might not know. When he was a boy, he actually played a different instrument altogether and was going to start a band. Yancey, what instrument did Eddie Van Halen originally start out playing? Hmm. Was it? I mean, I basically have two choices, right? It wasn't the wooden xylophone. That was <laughs> um, that was your instrument. I'm going to say, well, it's it's bass guitar, it's drums. I'll say drums. Yes, you are correct. It was drums. And the thing was, he found out that his brother was better at him than playing the drums, so he switched over to guitar. It worked out good for both of them, right? So there you go. Yeah, I, I think that worked out in the long run. All right, here's one for you. It's a, it's a Gen X thing, but you totally know this one. I know that you know. In the movie Back to the Future, Yancey. Michael Which J- I have not seen. Are you f-ing kidding me? Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> God, I'm, not, I'm going through the microphone again. That lasted about two minutes, and I'm ready to go through the microphone again. Oh, that's definitely going to be on the list for you to watch. Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox's character in it, Marty McFly. He gives an unforgettable performance on the guitar to this, mm-hmm. like, bewildered audience from 1955, right? He gets in front of the stage and starts playing this guitar solo. Yancey, I was going to ask if you could name the iconic song that Marty McFly played the memorable guitar solo in, but obviously you don't know because you've never seen it, right? Correct. I have not seen the movie. It's it's Johnny Be Good. He gets on stage and they're playing Johnny Be Good because it's a popular song at the time, and he just starts shredding this guitar solo and people are just freaking out because they never heard anything like it before. Uh... Okay, uh, I'm going to go with, oh, this is one of my favorite iconic punk rock band. Oh, man. So this punk rock band, kind of punk slash rock band, they became very famous in the 70s. And they were known for their incredibly short songs. Their songs averaged about two minutes in length because they never played guitar solos in their songs. Yancey, can you name the band whose guitar solo-less songs included Somebody Put Something in My Drink, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend, and rock and roll radio. Name the band. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I should know, but I don't. Sheena is a punk rocker. Rockaway Beach. Uh, rock and roll high school. 
I want to be sedated. No. Oh, um, oh, God, this is going to kill me. It's the Ramones. Jeez, I'm coming through this microphone, I tell you. Okay, Yancey, the Beatles, you mentioned this before, right? God, that was bad. That the, one hurts. Oh, it should. It hurts me. I'm going to get it for that. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm bruising on the inside over here. Okay, so Yancey, the Beatles, we mentioned them, right? Greatest band ever. Greatest band ever graced the earth, right? They were all mm -hmm. tremendous, tremendous musicians. So on their song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which you've already mentioned on the show, mm -hmm. George Harrison, believe it or not, did not play lead guitar for the solo. Can you name who did? Hmm. If it's Ringo, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> it's not Ringo. No, it was Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Was it really? Yes, Eric Clapton playing. Funny you mentioned Ringo because I remember there's a story once when somebody asked John Lennon. They said, "John, is Ringo the best drummer in rock and roll?" And John Lennon's answer was, "He's not the best drummer in the Beatles." <laughs> 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 Which I thought was always really really funny. So. <laughs> Episode 73, Wally Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, Yancey, so you like this movie uh, a lot, obviously. You know, it's a special mm -hmm. movie for you. So I'm going to give you some trivia, okay? And we're going to see how well you know this movie. You mentioned some of the homages in it, some of the pop culture references in it. When Eve is shut down, Wally plays a very classic video game that he's collected over the years. What classic video game does uh, does Wally play on the Atari 2600? I believe it's Pong. It At is! Point, yeah. Beating her like 8,000 to one or 8,000 to zero, which I think is really funny, it but yeah, it's Pong. It was Pong. So, so you're obviously aware of Pong and it's kind of place in the lexicon of pop culture. It's like the first video game of all time. Correct. Every, every time I even talk about a video game in front of my mom or dad, they always reference playing pong or just like how every old person always says that every video game ever created is you're playing nintendo just because it's so like iconic with that but yes my mom used to play pong my dad played it um but yes, i i I'm never very, had very i yeah i never had an atari 2600 when i was a kid but i remember like friends of mine did and i'd go over and play it it was really crappy like even at the time i was like you're like this sucks man is this crappy <laughs> like the graphics are terrible it's just so dumb it's like the oh it's so bad but um the thing that got me about so we were talking about pong i remember this one buddy of mine was like hey man i got a hockey game i'm canadian so hockey's big for us right so he's like i got a hockey game on my atari i was like so excited oh man we're gonna play hockey this is gonna be great i ran over to his house i was so excited we got downstairs we turned on the tv we turned on the atari 2600 and you know what it was it was pong with like two paddles <laughs> so so you know how there's like Yay. those two those two like i don't know what you call them those like lines where the ball bounces between well i had two on mine and he had two on his that was hockey it was supposed to be like a goalie and then like a forward i guess it was oh, the atari 2600 was crap okay anyway the uh the robots that are in the movie right they mostly just make mechanical sounds right they don't talk mm -hmm. a whole lot but all of them were voiced by one actor ben burt who's actually a sound designer of all things. So Yancey, can you name the uh, the sci-fi film that Ben Burt is best known for creating the sound effects for? Uh, I don't know, so I'm just going to guess Star Wars. Oh, good guess. Yeah. Is it really? It is, yes. Very oh, well done. I was just trying to be a little piece of shit just, just because we always talk about Star Wars, but okay, yeah, good for me. No, it was. Okay, yeah, he did like the voice of R2-D2 and like the lightsaber hum the blaster guns like that, that the heavy breathing of Darth Vader he came you know he came up he put um 
a little microphone down inside a scuba regulator and breathed. And so he was just super inventive. Um, Okay, here's a millennial question for you. The character Eve, we've mentioned her quite a bit here on the show. Do you know that the design for Eve was actually inspired by which um, ubiquitous millennial item? Um, Which millennial item? Give me a hint. Which millennial item that fits in your hand? Oh, an iPod or an iPhone? It is an iPod, yes. So there you go. It's the iPod inspired her design, apparently. So, okay, Wally. It's an acronym, Yancey. What does Wally stand for? I know it's waste allocation something something. It has something to do with waste, but I'm not sure what the whole acronym is. Yeah, it's waste allocation load lifter, Earth class. Okay. So uh, we mentioned Eve. What does Eve stand for? Uh, that I don't know. It's extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator. Mm, yeah, of kind course. of a tough one. So uh, we mentioned uh, awards on this show a lot. So Wally was actually nominated for five Academy Awards, Yancey, but it only came home with one statue. Can you name the Oscar that Wally won? Wow. I mean, it's not going to win like Best Picture or something, so it has to be the animated feature one, right? Yes, it is. Very good. Best animated feature. It won Best Animated Feature Film. It was also up for uh, Best Original Music Score, Best Original Screenplay, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. But it came home with Best Animated Feature Film. Okay, so the director of the movie, Andrew Stanton. We didn't talk about him too much tonight, but uh, he's also known for directing other Pixar classics, including ones we mentioned tonight, like Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Now, in addition to his animated film work, he's also directed two episodes of this Gen X-inspired television series. Can you name it? Uh, I cannot. It's too bad because you mentioned it earlier in the show, and that's Stranger Things. He directed two episodes of Stranger Things. Yes, he did. Very, very cool. Okay, so you did pretty good. You got a couple of them. You didn't get them all. Some of them were hard. You know, whatever. It's all good. Um, hey, com- compared to how I normally do, Chris, this was like a Grand Slam. Oh, it was, like, it was like an inside the park home run. You know, it was, it was huge. Yeah. Always me. just I'm always just looking to not get blanked. That's that's really or or just say something that's really stupid, embarrassing, and then I'll get tweets about later. Like, how the hell do you not know that? Uh, maybe we'll play another round of uh, Pokemon or drugs someday and we'll have some fun with something <laughs> like that. We'll see how you do. Or, or I'll bust out the questions about the original Star Wars trilogy like the last yeah. time. God, that was funny. Episode 74, Back to the Future movie review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, Yancey, so uh, this is my movie. I nominated this for the uh, the podcast this week, so it's over to you. You got some trivia for me? I do have some trivia. Um, as always, I had to take a bunch down just because you know so much about the movies. Um, I've tried to stay away the last couple of trivia segments where I had to quiz you. I've tried to stay away from the IMDb's and uh, you know some of the more mainstream publications where they would have trivia questions or like little snippets about the movie or the development or production because I mean you know to your credit you know all that stuff you know what I mean and you've been researching that stuff and, and being you know completely immersed in like the, the backstory to all these films for as long as they've come out so it makes it really challenging for me to try to do Trivia for you, and I think you've right. realized this. Um, when I was watching the film uh, a couple days ago, I started taking notes on like little things to see, as opposed to just asking you questions about casting or awards that they won or that type of thing. Seeing if you can notice things that were in the movie. Um, you mentioned earlier product placement and talking about how like uh, the Ford Mustang, like Ford really wanted to do uh, product placement with that. There were all kinds of other brands that you saw throughout there, and I don't know if they paid to be there or not, but they were definitely there. 
Um, so some of the questions I have kind of pertain to that. All right. So um, one of the weird things, actually, let me, let me see where I want to start this. So at one point, Marty's girlfriend hands him a handwritten number. It was the grandmother's number. And, he's, and she says, you know, to call me later because I'm going to be at my grandma's house. I know this is a long shot. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping because they do like a really close pan of it and it's in the center of the screen and it stays there for a couple of seconds. Can you name the number of the grandmother and her number that she hands to Michael J. Fox's Marty McFly character? Would it be eight six seven five three zero nine? Uh, that would be Tommy Two-Tone. Uh, that is incorrect. No, it was 555-4283. Five, 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 I know that's a little okay. bit of a stretch, but I was I, for some reason I, I thought you could get it. No, I just thought I, I thought I was thinking maybe it was an 80s placement thing. That's why I went with it. I, I wish that were so. That would actually have been much better, but no. Um, all right, so question for you. Uh, what brand of beer does Biff take out of the McFly's fridge when he first comes in? So this is at the beginning of the movie. Oh, he just barges yes. in. Okay, I remember. Is it a bush? <laughs> It's not a bush. A it's actually Uber. a Miller Lite. Miller Lite. And then, oh, yeah. interestingly enough, I don't think I would have noticed this um, had I not been looking for intentional, uh, you know, trivia questions. Mm-hmm. But so Biff comes out and he takes out a Miller Lite and he yep. drinks it, right? Then later that night, they're shown during dinner and the dad's drinking a Budweiser, which I don't know about you, but I have never been in a single household in my entire life where the dad or the family or whomever drinks multiple types of like mass produced beer. It's one or the other. Like we're a bud family. We're a Bush family. We're a Miller family, whatever. I just thought that was really interesting. So it's a, it's a continuity issue with the filmmakers, I guess. Correct. I, I, I noticed it just by happenstance, just because like I said, I was looking for, or they wanted to make more money on product placement with different brands. There you go. Who Who knows? knows? Yeah. All right. So, uh, at one point, uh, Chris, so, Whenever I first call you on Skype, I mm-hmm. oftentimes we mentioned Three's Company. Yes. Um, I will either hum the "Come and Knock on My Door." It's kind of like a "Hey, Chris, what's up?" It's a yep. audio making sure that my stuff works. There's another song that I often use a lot too, and it is "Mr. Sandman." Mr. Sandman does make an appearance in this movie. Can you name the original group that performed "Mr. Sandman"? Oh, was it the Cordettes? Is that? It was the Cordettes. Yes. Oh, wow. This is, this is like 50 stuff. And the only reason I know a lot of this 50 stuff, if I could, is the um, my my wife's uh, dad, so my father-in-law, every time we go to his house, all he does is play stuff from the 50s over and over and over. So I know it all, a lot of it, uh, because of him. But anyway, that is what Did it is. not expect you to get the Cordettes, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> but it was just funny, though, like uh, just seeing that when I was watching the movie for the first time right. and hearing it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's that's awesome. Like, I literally do that. What? Maybe every other show, Chris, just the, you know, yep. I, I thought it was really funny just singing it into the mic. But you um, do. Yeah. You guys don't always get to see that. Maybe sometimes we'll put in uh, like the pre-recorded stuff that Chris and I talk about before we do trivia or anything. But um, so the the band, uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, whenever they saw um Marty McFly playing the guitar and stuff, and he, you know, because uh, one of the the people injured his hand on uh, helping him get out of the trunk, and then they called Chuck Berry, and you know, who knows, maybe he just gave it like a new birth to rock and roll as we know it. Uh, can you yep. name the band that actually performed during? I can, prom- I can not only name the band; they were the Starlighters, weren't they? And it was Marvin Berry, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Yep, the Starlighters. Very nice. Because he was like, this is your cousin, Marvin Barry. And that's when you realize, because he's like, hey, Chuck. And then you realize who it was. But Well well done. Okay, you're actually doing better on these than I like, kind of thought you would. So, all right. So I love this Martin movie a like, lot. And I've seen this movie a lot of times, too. So How happens. many times do you think you have seen it, honestly? Oh, I don't know. Probably 20. Oh, that's not that much. Yeah. That's not that much. Okay, I've probably maybe, seen the Maybe a bit more. Times. You know, no. Maybe a bit more than 20. 
Okay, um, next question. What is the name that appears on the building that Marty crashes into upon returning to 1985? Oh, so it shows him smashing yeah. into the building, and yes. there's a, a marquee sign up there. It is the name of a church, and there oh, is a God. person's name on the building. Do you remember who I, the church is? I can't remember it. Oh, no, okay. I can't remember it. Okay, it's Reverend John Crump, which oh, no. I thought that was the, the best fake name I've seen <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> John Crump. Um, I know that was a little difficult, and then obviously, like there was the homeless guy. He makes the joke about like junk drivers or something like that. Um, it was it was kind of weird and clunky, but um, and I also like uh, sorry, I also like the scene when he's in the the soda shop, and then he makes a comment to the guy that's mopping the floor, and he goes, "You should be mayor one day." He's like, "Yeah, that's it. I'm going to be mayor." And then, sure enough, he turns out to be the mayor, right? I know, but th so that's another instance of him like changing history. Did he become mayor sooner? Did he? You know what or, I mean? Like how it was, how, it was that inspiration, yeah, that made him want to run for mayor one day, right? But he was already like we already saw in the film. We already saw all those billboards of like reelect the mayor. You know what I mean? And it was the same guy. So like he had already become mayor, and I, I don't know. Like there's this is what's the problem with with time travel movies is like you don't know. Like just is time all is the present that we're living in now already taken into account that somebody went back in time and changed it? Exactly. Like we don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's really it's really really strange. Cool. But um, um, I'll give you an easy one. Sure. Can you name me? Um, so we know Lorraine's character, uh, Leah Thompson plays her. Yes. Can you, and of course she has her parents and stuff. Can you name their last name? What is the household's last name? McFly. It's easy. No, it's not. Oh, you mean her or oh, her her maiden name was Baines, wasn't it? Baines. Yeah. Right. Lorraine Baines. Uh, let me see if I have any other more. I, I partly the problem is I always keep these. Uh, I always keep my trivia questions separate. I was writing trivia as I was watching the movie and taking notes, so I'm literally having to like comb through pages and pages of notes. Um, I'll give you one more. Can you name me the actor that played Mr. Strickland, uh, the <laughs> the guy who was ironically still bald even back in 1955? Oh God, I, I he looks like Donald Pleasance. But it's not Donald Pleasance, but I'll say Donald Pleasance, even though I know it's not him. It's uh, James Tolkien. His name looks super familiar, and I went looking into it, and I don't really recognize anything that he's from, but I have definitely seen him in, like, a bunch of movies. Like, I think he was in Top Gun. Uh, he was in, like, some other smaller films, like uh, Heaven's Fall and Seven Times Lucky, but um, that that felt like a character actor that I thought that you'd be all over, but... um. Uh, I guess I got you on this one, but yeah, still, in, in all seriousness, Chris, a pretty good performance. Um, yeah, no, he was I, good. I, I'm talking about you with trivia. Oh, thanks. Episode 75, Superhero Movies. Fun with Yancey. Okay, Yancey, now we are going to play a, a game on this show that we have played before. I mentioned Pokemon earlier. And it's not it's not related to our topic tonight, but I would like to play a game, another round with you of... Pokemon or Dread. So for those of you unfamiliar, <laughs> <laughs> Yancey's laughing because he Yancey loves Pokemon. So um, if you don't know. Oh, and gosh. so we played a game on this show uh, before and I decided I'd, I'd sort of resurrect it again because much like our topic tonight, you know, they just do the same thing over and over again. Right. So we're going to you know, do the same thing. So with with this game, if you're not familiar with how Pokemon or drug works, what it how this how it works. I'm going to mention a name. And Yancey, you need to tell me if it is a Pokemon or a prescription drug, okay? Because Pokemon have these weird names, and so do prescription drugs. And some of them you just can't tell, right? So uh, you, you understand how it works? I give a name. You tell me if it's a Pokemon 
or drug. It's 50-50, Yancey. You should be able to get this one. This is easy. Okay, are you ready to play? Yep. Just just as like a, a primer really quick for yes. the audience. I, I grew up with the original Pokemon, okay? Since then, there have been multiple, multiple, multiple generations of Pokemon introduced that I am completely unaware of. So, yes, I do love Pokemon, um, but that was like 150 Pokemon. Chris is Chris is literally pulling up names that were like invented yesterday. So, no. just bear that in mind. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, I'm going to make it real. I'm going to start with an easy one, Okay. Azumarill. Is Azumarill a Pokemon or drug? That's a Pokemon. It is a second generation Pokemon. Congratulations. See, I went way back for that one to make it easy. Okay. Fennekin. Is Fennekin a drug or a Pokemon? I'm going to say Pokemon again. Yes, it is a sixth generation fox-like fire Pokemon. Congratulations. Good job. Okay. Mesprit. Is Mesprit a drug or a Pokemon? A drug. No, it is a fourth generation psychic Pokemon. Sorry. I'm not oh. sure about that one. Okay. Uh, Pegasus. Is Pegasus a Pokemon or drug? Pegasus. Uh, neither? No. I, it has to be one or the I'm, other. I'm going to say it's a drug. It is used to treat chronic hepatitis B and chronic hepatitis C. So you are correct. It is a drug. There you go. Okay. Um, let's go with uh, Lurantis. Is Lurantis a drug or a Pokemon? A drug. It is a seventh generation grass Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn it. Cafsit. Is Cafsit a Pokemon or a drug? A Pokemon. It is a medicine used to treat sleep apnea in infants. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. <laughs> Dustox. Is Dustox a Pokemon or drug? That's got to be a Pokemon. It is. It's a third generation bug, pie, uh, bug poison Pokemon. So there you go. Uh, v- Vibrava. Is Vibrava a drug or Pokemon? Of all the names you've listed so far, this one can really go both ways. Um... I'm going to say a drug. It is a third generation ground dragon <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Trevenant. Is Trevenant a drug or a Pokemon? A drug. It is a sixth generation ghost grass Pokemon. <laughs> oh, How about Gaddix? Is Gaddix a Pokemon or drug? What is it called? Say it again. Gaddix. Gatix? That's got to be a Pokemon. It is a prescription medication for adults with <laughs> with short bowel syndrome. <laughs> uh, okay, what about um, Ablavar? Ablavar, is that a drug or a Pokemon? Ablavar. Ablavar. I'm going to say Pokemon. It is a drug used for vascular imaging. <laughs> and one final one I'll throw at you. Uh, Zovarax. Is Zovarax a Pokemon or drug? Zovarax. A Pokemon. It is a drug used to treat genital herpes. Oh my. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, look it it up. really is wild how these could go both ways. <laughs> I know. It really is crazy. <laughs> that's the best part. Oh man. The, the marketers of these drugs, like, you're like, you know what? Let's name it whatever you just said, ox dust or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's what makes the game so fun. And even for a Pokemon enthusiast like yourself, it's pretty tough to tell if something is a Pokemon or a drug. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to find. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. 
You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 